Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive, that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. So I want to thank you guys for joining me today. I'm really excited about my next guest, Summer Watson. We actually were connected uh, on LinkedIn, I believe, um, through a mutual contact, and um, we were able to have a Zoom call. Uh, I was on her podcast, and now she is here to do me the honors of joining me on mine. I'm really excited about um, the connection we have about really to sum it up would be overcomers, overcoming uh, obstacles, adversity, and uh, continuing to uh, not just survive, but to thrive. So I'm sure we'll get into some of those topics during the interview. But at this time, I'm going to give Summer the chance to introduce herself before we get into the interview. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Lachelle. I am so thrilled to be here. I am excited and Thank you. Just thank you for the opportunity. So, of course, my name is Dr. Summer Watson. I have a PhD in clinical psych. I am the owner of Core Women LLC. Um, I am a producer of dreams, so to speak. So I also produce documentary films, empowerment films. I am an author. I have written a, a book. It's been published. And so that's me in a nutshell. So let's go from there. Yes, that's quite a bit. And, you know, especially during these times to be able to juggle all of those things successfully, you know, is uh, just commendable. So we could go into a lot of different topics. But I want to start first with uh, core women and what that means to you, how you got started, that type of thing. Okay, so um, let me just take you I'm going to take you around the block and back, so to speak, because okay. I want to tell you a little bit about the story of, of how Core Women came about and, and how it's just kind of lived in me for years and, and when I kind of discovered what I wanted to do. So way back when in the late 60s, my mom, she was a young mom. She was about 19 when she had me. She was 17 when she had my brother. And at the time, she was in an abusive relationship with my father and she she, you know, I was about six months old. So she was having to deal with that, that relationship. It was a very unique relationship, um, very mixed marriage type of, or mixed race 
racial mer- uh, relationship as well. Mm-hmm. So my, you know, my mom is Armenian and English. My dad is Filipino and Hispanic. And so essentially they just ran across a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges in the late sixties. It was, they were living in, um, they're from California and they were living at the time in Orange County, California, but this little baby, me, um, at six months old was very sick. And she continued as a young mom to take me to the doctor and mm-hmm. she'd take me to the doctor and take me to the doctor. And basically, um, they would send her away and they would say, there's nothing wrong. Or your baby's got the flu stomach flu. And she's like, my baby just doesn't smell right. And so she said, you know, I kept taking it back and they just kept sending me away. So finally one day she's like, you just weren't doing well, but you'd always smile. You were never crying. You just, I could tell by your eyes and you ended up going into a coma. And she said, and I had to rush you to the hospital. And at that point, she's like, they ended up having to do exploratory surgery. And what they found was you actually had a hole in your small intestine. So every time they would send you away, they were actually sending a baby that was really sick away where all my food went through my hole, the hole in my small intestine. And I ended up being septic. And so my mom's like, you really are that miracle baby. And she said, you had three or four surgeries at the time. She said, the doctors just came up to her and said, you know what? She's got to start thriving. She's got to make this, um, you know, she's, she's a strong baby, but you know, this is all we can do. You know, we've taken out most of the infection. She's got to start thriving. My mom left the room. She came back in, the doctors were around the crib holding hands and they were praying and they looked at her and they said that basically this is the last thing we can give her. Mm. And so my mom just said, you know, you've always been resilient. You've always been somebody to get back up. And, um, and so essentially after that, you know, my mom had some difficult times. Dad had some difficult times. We were raised a few years by grandparents and then by my father, which was um, a few years full of strife and, and, and being fearful of somebody who was abusive and, um, and then got to live with my mom. And then I was so happy and, you know, she was a single mom and she was strong and she raised me in a way that I could do anything that I felt I need, I wanted to. And, you know, she let me have my missteps and learn from those missteps. And she allowed me to understand what it was to be successful, but more importantly, to be my own person. And so I love that she was a strong woman for me and that I could do the same for her as I was growing up because we really helped support one another. And then I went off to Berkeley and um, I was lost that first year. I was really, really lost at the university. And so I needed to find a place to fit in and to kind of have a group. And I looked at, I looked at all different kinds of places, different groups and different ROTC. And then I looked at sororities and I finally did choose a sorority that kind of was very, it was very diverse, Mm -hmm. multi-ethnic, multicultural. It was very interesting. And yet it was a nationally Jewish sorority. However, the, the, the sorority on the campus at UC Berkeley was very mixed and very diverse. So I really loved my house. I loved the diversity. And so I found a group of women and this ties into my story. I found a group of women that I could really connect with. Mm. And as my story goes on, I end up going back to back home after graduation. I go to law school for a short bit. And then from there, I, I, I don't finish law school. And from there I go back home and I marry my 
my high school sweetheart who I had been dating my senior year of high school. And we ended up getting married and he joins the Marine Corps and we go from place to place to place. And then finally, you know, in Okinawa, Japan, we're on a little island. We're stationed there for three years. He gets sent off to war for a year. And I realized I'm alone. I don't have children. I have my dog and I need, I need a group. And of course that group is military spouses. And I started getting involved in PTO, even though I didn't have children, I started being part of um, the Marine Officer Spouses Club. I was part of building um, Girl Scout troops. I was, I just got really involved in, and I was looking around a table at lunch one day and I was with like 13 other women. And I thought to myself of the 13, about nine of us, eight or nine of us, our husbands are gone. They're gone to war. And here we are supporting one another, doing what we can, creating resources, holding each other up. So in every phase of my life, I found that there was women. There were women that were there, that were holding each other up. And when it got to the point where my husband retired and I finally was able to look at my life and think, you know what? I I had a goal for myself. My goal was to get that doctorate, to get that master's degree, to have tenure at some job, but that wasn't in the cards for me. Mm -hmm. And I look back at my life and I thought it's time. And the reason why is because being part of a military relationship, you move a lot. And Mm -hmm. so you can't maintain a job. You have to go from job to job to job. That's part of, that's just part of the culture. That's part of the lifestyle. And so you don't realize that until you're in it and you really can't help who you fall in love with. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you're in it. And, and from there he retired. And I thought to myself, it's my time. It's my time to look at Mm -hmm. myself and think, what is it that I really want? So I went back home to California and I was spending time with some of those old friends from college, from my, Mm -hmm. with my sorority sisters for three of them. And I look back and I thought to myself, while I'm going through this, while I'm spending time, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, that's it. And I'm watching them fill their souls while they're in the living room just talking. It wasn't the dinner that we went out to eat. It wasn't this fancy so-and-so, such-and-such. It was just watching them. It was watching Mm. them connect. It was watching them fill their souls with laughter and love and trust and and everything that they could. And I thought, that's it. That's it. That's it. And my girlfriends look at me and go, what are you doing? They said to me, what are you doing? You're creating something. You're going to leave here and do something. And I said, I am. And that's mm-hmm. when um, Core Women was created. That is so awesome. And <laughs> I, I mean, I love the fact of, you know, this is the thing where a lot of us are um, in this space with this pandemic, where, you know, necessity or Um, you know, we need to do something and it allows us to be creative and come up with solutions. So with that being said, a lot of people are looking at certain chapters of their lives closing and new ones beginning. And there's a little bit of a transition that has to take place. Your mindset has to shift. So what advice would you give somebody who's in that space of, you know, your job you're used to having that identified who you were is now, you know, you're going to be doing something else because that job doesn't exist or in the capacity that it did before. So what are some tips that you could share with them to kind of transition more smoothly through that process? 
Well, good questions and good topic. And I'll, and I'll tell you this because I've been thinking throughout these last three months since we really got, you know, quarantined about March 12th. And at that time, I was just coming off the uh, off a book tour. So I had gone to California, was coming off that book tour and flying in back to Northern Virginia at that time. And I thought to myself, wow, wow, things are going to change. And yet I was accustomed to change as a military spouse. And this is something that it kind of, that came up recently. I read this article by a military spouse saying, you know, this quarantine isn't so different for us and isn't unique to us in that, in that we transition as military spouses all the time. And although this mm-hmm. is a huge transition, um, we've become accustomed to what that feels like, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so that is true. So when it came to me coming home from that book tour, coming back, locking in, it was okay. Nothing's really changed for you, Summer, except for the fact that you can't go out as much. You can't, you know, you can't hug folks. You can't, you know, do some of those, mm-hmm. those in-person things, but yet you can still find ways to achieve your goals via social media, via interviews, via, I mean, there's so many ways that we can still adapt to change. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. The thing is, it's a mindset. It's also your skill set. So if you find that you're struggling, you know, take a step back and give yourself some grace. Give yourself some room to mourn some of the things that you feel you're, you've lost or missing. But you really haven't lost anything. What you have is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that opportunity is to look at this, this time, this transition as a situation where you can actually do something different, that you can actually achieve your goals, but in a different way. You can actually embrace what's happening or embrace the time and still embrace people and still achieve your goals by just changing your mindset. So mm-hmm. nothing has meaning. Things, situations we get into, um, situations we witness don't have meaning until we assign meaning to it. So it's up to you to decide what meaning you're going to assign to this time, what you're going to do with this time. Are you going to go out and achieve your goals still? Are you going to find different ways of doing that? Are you going to re-strategize your approach? Take this as an opportunity. Take this as an opportunity to assign meaning in a different way to the situation. That's good. That is so good because, uh, I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, the, and then uh, when you notice with some of the news, you may be just uh, objective. You go and listen to the news and that whole opinion or stance goes away. And it, right. it turns into whatever the news is telling you. It right. is about the situation, you know. So this is so key is that, you know, we have the power to assign our own meaning. Right. So I love that. And yeah. now, so one of the things that even is impressive, too, is that, you know, you were able to do that reflection and identify, you know, the things that were um, pertinent to your situation. You know, you were used to change. You recognize the uh, core group of women and how you come together. And 
for somebody who is in that space, they've never really reflected, what would be the first steps for them to start that journey, to kind of begin that inner reflection to find out, you know, where they go from here? Well, that's a great question. So I think you mentioned it just in the statement itself is recognition. Mm -hmm. And I think once you recognize what's going on or what you're resisting or what, because resistance is an action. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you recognize what you, what you're resisting, not accepting, then once you're able to do that, then starts the journey to, okay, why am I resisting? What can I do about this? How can I, how can I transition effectively to the change? Because rather than reacting, you want to respond. And sometimes that means taking a step back. Sometimes that means taking a step back so you can actually recognize what you're assigning to the situation what meaning you're assigning to a situation. So when I've talked on other podcasts, I've talked about a few things because you mentioned the news and what is bombarding us daily are these things about uh, crisis, breaking news, you know, all these things that can create this traumatic effect or this angst in us, right? And so Mm -hmm. we get lost in that angst. We start depressing potentially. And what Mm -hmm. you could potentially do is just take that step back. Why are you getting caught in the loop? Mm -hmm. You don't have to. If you're watching the news, make it 15 minutes a day. Because seriously, is it going to change from 8 in the morning to 5 o'clock at night very much? Not so much. You're probably Mm going to hear the same breaking news over and over. I'm not mm-hmm. saying news isn't important. It absolutely is. But limit the time that you watch it. Limit the time that you take in certain messages. Limit the messages that you're feeding yourself, the negative messages that you're feeding yourself. So the first step is, as you mentioned, Michelle, is recognition. Mm-hmm. So take a step back, have some grace. Remember, you have the opportunity to respond versus react. And then And then start your journey, start your journey about how can I respond better versus reacting to a given situation? What meaning am I going to assign to the situation to be it COVID, the quarantine, uh, wearing a mask, all these things Mm -hmm. that people are challenged Mm -hmm. with today? Why are you overly challenged by it when you don't have to react to it? Uh, respond to it you know Mm -hmm. so you have that opportunity to take a moment it is reflexive in nature and it's based on you know your reaction is based in emotion but remember this you have an opportunity to slower that action which is a behavior that is thought out and has more positive impact so take that opportunity take this opportunity to recognize as you said in your statement you know the question Take this opportunity to recognize, take this opportunity to look at facts, Mm -hmm. look at facts, look at situations for the facts and go over those facts. Because once you go over those facts, that will also give you the opportunity to take a breath and assign meaning to it. So rather than getting Mm -hmm. caught up in something and reacting, you know, and going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, if you know the facts you can respond better 
And you can, you can slower that action, have something more thought out that has more of a positive impact. So those are my, those are my quick suggestions to folks because I think recognition, uh, responding versus reacting. And I think then there's where you can start your journey, your work. That, that is so good. And those are some great points for people to uh, recognize and um, to begin implementing, you know, and it is a journey. It takes time, especially if you have had a certain mindset for a period of time, it just doesn't change overnight. And it does take work and active um, exercise in order to make that come full circle. Um, the next thing I wanted to uh, discuss is about empowerment. You know, so you're producing empowerment films, and this is a word that many women hear. Right. And we have groups, and we come together, and we um, form alliances. But, you know, for some people who are listening, they don't quite get the transition from help and camaraderie to empowerment. Right. And what that looks like. So what are some key indicators or, you know, some things that we can, even if we feel we want to empower others, that we can do to make it more empowerment, more so than enabling or just coming alongside helping? Right. So another great question. And I think it starts from within. Mm-hmm. It doesn't start from outside of you. It starts from within you. You need to know who you are first. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the person that you are, the journey that you've lived, the journey that you want to live. And I say that because it's so important to understand yourself. And what do I mean by that? I mean that I want you to understand your own value, your own purpose, your values, Many times we are raised, we're all raised by different people. We are exposed to different, maybe clergy, we're exposed to educators, we're exposed to, and they impose their values onto us. Mm-hmm. And as we live our lives, we do what we, 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 we were taught. And so we hold on to a set of values that maybe aren't truly Maybe some of them are, but maybe some of those values aren't what we're living. Mm -hmm. And I think that once you have a better idea and understanding of what your values are, you're going to understand yourself a lot better. And it's going to be the guide for you to live a journey that you want, that you love, that you can embrace. Mm -hmm. And so that understanding of your own personal values takes some time. It takes some exploration. It takes some strategy to understand what values and principles you live by. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once you have that down, that's going to dictate, you know, who you marry, the person you partner with, the job that you want, the life that you want to live. All that plays into what you value. So why not start with understanding who you are, what values you live by? What are those principles? Because once you can do that, that's empowerment. Mm -hmm. And that is how you make the transition to, I am an empowered woman. I am an empowered man. I am an empowered person. 
now I feel like I can help those people bridge that gap between hearing or feeling inspired because it's one thing where, and I, I give this, I give this example, Michelle, I give this mm-hmm. because I've been in it mm-hmm. where I'll go to like an, an inspirational sermon and I'm like, yes, come out of there and go, heck yeah. I feel mm-hmm. good. I feel, I, I love this. I love what he's saying, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. I leave there the day after. And if I don't have steps or strategies to put into place in rela- in relation to feeling or reaching empowerment, a state of empowerment, I'm going right back to that same step of just being inspired. Mm. And I don't want to just be inspired. I really want to be empowered. So how do I take that next step from inspiration to empowerment? Mm-hmm. What are your strategies? Mm-hmm. So just don't, you know, it's great to inspire somebody. It's great to listen to a, um, you know, an inspirational speaker, it's great to uh, an influencer to listen to them or to read a book, but if Mm -hmm. to feel inspired, but if you don't have your own strategy, where are you going to reach empowerment? Right, right. This is good. Yeah, because I think that is so true. A lot of people, that's the missing mark in a lot of times, because, you know, we um, mimic other people, or we hear their story, and we think, Oh, I can do that, you know, and, you know, as we begin to go through that journey, things don't last for us because, you know, maybe we are a visual person and we're trying to do something in an auditory manner, you know, and it just doesn't align with who we are. So I think that is so key. Now, for people who are, you know, you've been whatever age you are, you know, in my story, I was 46 when I had this aha about I'm done with depression. I'm done with being a victim. I'm, you know, empowering myself. So you've been doing things for so long. How do you begin that transition of looking to uh, finding out what is good for you? You know, because it sounds like an easy process, but for somebody who has not even been aware that life has been happening around them, you know, what would be a key thing that they could really just start out with today that would get them more into that mindset of having strategies and thinking about action steps that they can take uh, part in? I love this question. And as a matter of fact, I just got off a phone call and was talking about this exact thing mm-hmm. with someone. And, and what I asked her to do is, and this is very simple. So you want to take what's in your mind and get it out onto paper, get it out, um, draw it out, write it out, you know, scribble it out. I don't care. Do it, get it out of your brain. Okay. So Mm -hmm. maybe take three sheets of paper and talk about who you are. What are the, what are the adjectives that represent who you are? then why do those adjectives represent who you are? And how then are those things going to play into the strategy to achieving your goals or your journey, the journey that you want to live? So take three sheets of paper, draw it, write it, and let it sit for a couple of days after you've done some, what I call some free association, essentially. So you're putting mm-hmm. just words down, you're putting phrases down, you're putting whatever down on these three sheets of 
sheets of paper and then you're going to take a step back and you're going to look at those three sheets of paper and say what are the three things that are common here to these three three these three areas mm. of the why the how the goals so you know or the who the why and the goals so mm -hmm. and i say that because if you're creating something like i just got off the phone with my client and i said if you're creating something make sure that you're representing yourself with those three areas, those subject areas in mm -hmm. all that you do, because that's essentially who you are. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you can pull that out of yourself, if you can do that free association, if you can draw that out, because as you said, there's some visual learners, there's some auditory learners. So I'm not expecting you to journal the same way. I never expect if I say journal and people roll their eyes and go, Oh, journaling, <laughs> you know, that word, the J word, she said it, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not expecting you to sit down and write long books and paragraphs. I'm expecting you to doodle something, maybe to draw out a picture, maybe to just put a word down mm -hmm. that inspires you. And then from there, you, then you go into why, why does that represent me? And then how, how can I use these, this strategy to live the life that I'm passionate about? And so as long as you get it out, get it out, understand who you are, why, you know, these words or these phrases represent you, and then how this is going to help you embrace a life you love. And I think those are three easy ways. That's an easy way to get started. Mm -hmm. That's so good. You know, because oh, that is the thing. Sometimes you are overwhelmed or so robotic and routine that you don't really analyze things. You know, you can analyze everything outside of you, but we don't really take that time to think about what's going on inside of us, Right. you know, and so we can get caught up. So this and, is so key. Right. And how can we offer anything to anybody else if we don't know ourselves and the why? So true. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> That is just key right there. So true. Now, so, I mean, a lot of these things, you have been a pioneer, a trailblazer, you know, so to speak. What is it that you do in your daily routine that you have to have, you know, some um, strategies that keep you in that mindset of looking at things as an opportunity, the glass half full, and, you know, um, just even in these times, people see gloom and doom and you see opportunities. What do you do daily that keeps you in that frame of mind? Well, thank you for that question. I think going back to that original story and everything goes back to my foundation of, you know, that young child and being a survivor, right? Mm -hmm. Because not only did I have to survive, but there was something innate in me that was just a survivor, somebody that just kept getting up throughout my life. My grandmother used to look at me and she would say, wow, even with, you know, the missteps or if you've, if you've gotten pushed down or you feel oppressed by somebody, you've always gotten up. And I think I just naturally had this innate ability to just get back up. And then of course mm -hmm. there's, there's learned, you know, resiliency as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I've always been this person who thinks that there is 
opportunity. There's so much opportunity and I never wanted to limit that opportunity, but it also came from Michelle to be very honest from another strong woman, my mother, um, even though she had her own issues and she dealt with those, she always told me, you can do this. You can achieve whatever you'd like. You, it doesn't matter that you have a misstep because those are what we learn from. And so when I look back on that, that's where I pull from. I pull from way within to say, you know, this is what drives me. This is the strategy, that internal drive. And so for those that, you know, are struggling a little bit more, that maybe that internal drive wanes a little bit, surround yourself with, with people that are supportive. Create new networks of support. There are people out there that want to help that want to be of support, reach out to those folks. When you need help, ask for it. Mm-hmm. Ask for it. Be very specific about it. Ask mm-hmm. for the help that you need. I love because that. in most cases, people are going to help you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's just, uh, it's such a paradox because, you know, a lot of people are out there waiting to do whatever and help you. But, you know, we just let our ego sometimes get in the way and, don't ask the questions. And so, you know, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. That's what I say. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. My husband looks at me and he goes, wow. He goes, I don't know why I don't listen to you in relation to asking maybe for directions Mm -hmm. or for, (laughs) he goes, Mm -hmm. because you always get an answer. I said, I always do. No matter Mm -hmm. if if it's an answer I like or not, I'm going to get an answer. So true. So true. This is true. So, you know, we got to get out there and ask. And that takes a skill too. But, you know, you'll learn that you can either suffer. What I heard somebody say something that change is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Right. Uh, Now that's profound. Okay. Because, you know, we wear it like a badge and it's like, you don't have to suffer. Okay. That's your own choice. Right. It's just like deciding assigning something to that situation, meaning to a situation. Yeah. You don't, you're the one assigning it. So mm-hmm. you're the one with the, the power and control. Yeah. So why are you giving yes. that away? Yeah. So true. That's the game changer, right? There. Right. So that's key. Yeah. Now, so um, I can't believe we are out of time, but this has just been wonderful. I have pages of notes over here. I feel like we just got on the phone. I could ask a million more questions, but thank you. What is what is the best way for the audience to get a hold of you? Well, they can reach me. Um, they can DM me at Core Women mm-hmm. on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, and Twitter. But Twitter is at Core Women One. So mm-hmm. just the, the number one. And yeah, those are the three best ways to reach me because I'm always on social media. I'm putting information out on social media, tips, educational tips mm-hmm. on social media, inspiration on social media. We use it all the time. Why not use this resource? Right. So absolutely. And that's core with the K. So it I just want to let everybody know that. Yes, yes. Thank you. Core women. K-O-R-E-W-O-M-E-N. Awesome. And what final words would you like to share with the audience? Just thank you. Thank you, Lachelle, for Mm -hmm. inviting me to be on your podcast. Thank you for the opportunity for for me to be able to talk about core women and my journey. Thank you for asking me these really important questions. These questions 
and having these kind of conversations just fills my soul. So thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. Well, I am excited that our paths cross and um, I think we're some friends for life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I, I can't wait till we can meet in person. I know. But, uh, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I want to thank you for, again, all your insight and nuggets of wisdom and look forward to us collaborating again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you and have a wonderful day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I really enjoy providing content that inspires and challenges us to be a better version of ourselves. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at info at com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or my YouTube channel. If there was something in this episode that resonated with you, it it probably will resonate with someone else. So please share it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those aha moments, those moments of really getting something and changing your perspective are very, very pivotal in having people um, change the trajectory of their lives. And so being able to share insightful information so that other people can grow is the easiest thing that we can do as we pay it forward. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have time, write out a review. Go to iTunes, Anchor, uh, wherever you can um, find this podcast on any of those platforms and write a review about um, what impact this episode uh, had on you, what you learned or whatever. Um, Any feedback is great because it just helps me to understand what content is really beneficial for those that are listening. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and taking the time to spend some time with me and my guests. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.